Independent retail business can mean so many things these days. A brick and mortar store, an e-commerce business, a maker's online shop, a booth at an antique mall, and more. No matter which category you're in, Kathy Cruz, a fellow retail business owner and retail educator, will teach you how to market and manage your business efficiently so you can spend time doing other things you love. Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Podcast. Welcome to episode 44 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast, the Retail Profit Pie. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. We are diving right into this episode. No shopkeeper shout out, nothing special today. We're just going right in. My intention for this episode is to show you why understanding your numbers is so important. And when I say your numbers, I'm referring to the numbers from your profit and loss statement. Sometimes when I talk about the profit and loss statement, or what we call the P&L, it scares retailers, but it shouldn't. This is one of the most valuable tools a brick-and-mortar store owner or really any small business owner should have in their tool belt. More importantly, you need to learn how to use the tool. It would be like giving a carpenter a miter saw, but they don't know that the saw cuts the angles they need to make a picture frame or to install crown molding correctly. Luckily, though, carpenters usually start off as apprentices, so they're taught how to use the tool. And well, in retail, we usually jump in with both feet. We skip the apprentice stage, we start selling our goods in the store, we generate revenue, and then sometimes we don't look back. So this means that maybe we haven't learned about the profit and loss statement, or maybe our accountant generates the P&L but we don't realize it's a valuable tool when running our retail business. So in order to look forward and make good decisions, we must educate ourselves on some of the business tools that we were never taught, you know? And that's why I'm here. I'm an online educator, and one thing I've learned is that in order to be an effective teacher, sometimes it's the simplest visuals that make the biggest impact. I've been talking a lot about how retailers can profit or better yet, profit more. And I love talking about running a profitable business. I'm sure you can tell, especially if you've started listening to this podcast from episode one. But before I even do that, I realized it's more important to lay the foundation about where a retailer's money goes and why retailers are challenged more than other businesses to profit at all. So in order to convey this, I went back to my grade school days. I grabbed some colorful markers, blank paper, and I just started drawing. I'm not kidding. I actually did this before the financial foundations class I co-hosted with Sarah Namachek of WE Profit Foundry. And of course, I'll have her website linked in the show notes. I've mentioned her many times on previous episodes. But after we taught the class, I realized that this basic drawing that I made resulted in aha moments for some of the shopkeepers who attended the class. And the visuals that I drew out with my fancy markers are what inspired this podcast episode. Now, I know it's hard to teach something visual on a podcast, but bear with me here. And make sure you visit the show notes at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 44. And that's where you'll see this fancy artwork that I'm talking about. So anyhow, I grabbed my colorful markers and I drew a big circle to represent a pie. 
my sister would joke right now, (laughs) if you know my sister Karen, she would like insert herself right now and say, of course, you're talking about pie because you always think about food. (laughs) So Karen, if you're listening, yes, I'm talking about food and I'm talking about a retail lesson all at the same time. So anyhow, the circle represents all of the revenue we bring in for a year. Each piece of the pie, though, represents the money we distribute. And when I say we, I'm referring to anyone who's a retail business owner. So our cost of goods, our operating expenses, our rent, you know, all of those things constitute pieces of that pie. And I have to say that my sister speaks some truth because I definitely do have an appetite. We joke at the store, at least when we were working in the store together before COVID, that I, every two hours, I either wanted a snack or I wanted a full meal. I was constantly eating. But really, my point here is that if I'm drawing a pie and I'm thinking about food, I want a piece of that pie. And if you're running a business, you should want a piece of that pie too. And more importantly, you deserve it. Like I see how hard all of you work. I see how many hours you put in. I see how much passion you have about your business. I just, I see that you work so hard and I want you to have a piece of that pie. So now let's talk about the pieces. The biggest piece of that pie for retailers goes to cost of goods sold, aka COGS. If you're new to retail and you hear someone say, what are your COGS? It's the cost of goods sold. And I, some of this is going to sound so basic to some experienced retailers, But I just want to make sure for those of you that are new, if you were like me seven years ago and you were trying to understand all of this, I just want to be able to explain things so everyone knows what it means. Anyhow, this is what you pay for the merchandise you sell. Those are your COGS, your cost of goods sold. Whether you make your own products or resale items you buy at a market, retailers have a cost of goods sold. Unfortunately, the cost of goods in most retail businesses constitute half or more of your pie. So immediately half of your pie is gone. Now I want to add that I know of some retailers, like a florist that I know, who has nailed her profit margin and her cost of goods are only around 30%. Just a third of her pie goes to COGS, maybe even less. And that's amazing. And I wish we could all strive for that. And if you can, and if you're doing that, fantastic. But again, generally in retail, it's 50% or more if the retailer, especially if the retailer isn't paying attention to their profit margins. If you visit the show notes to look at these almost embarrassing drawings, I have two pies. (laughs) My drawings are two pies. One is titled, no, don't do this. And the other one is titled, yes, do this. I think I even put an exclamation point. In my no, don't do this pie example, And I'll say that I'm the retailer in that example. I, as a retailer, spent 55% on COGS. I went a little higher because there's always freight or shipping to cover, and sometimes retailers forget about that. So that's what I used in the example. In a future episode, I will talk about profit margins more, but most often retailers should be striving for better profit margins. Uh, A lot of retailers don't work on this. But again, I don't want to get off track here. Okay, so we just established that more than half of my pie is gone. And that money goes to whoever, the vendors, the manufacturers, the local makers that I buy from, the orders I place on Fair or Tundra or any of those marketplaces. That's half of my pie. 
And if you're a maker listening to this, by no means am I saying your cost of goods isn't worth it. I'm just telling a story here. But half or more than half of my pie is gone, and now I'm starting to get hungry. The new sponsor for this podcast is the Shopkeepers Academy. Tell me if you can relate to this as a shopkeeper. You crave sisterhood from other retail shop owners going through the same thing. You desperately search online for tools or education that will help you get ahead as a business owner, but Google is exhausting because you're busy running a business. And when you do find resources online, it isn't tailored to your type of business, an independent retail store. You need the guidance of lessons and information that empower you to keep your business afloat, or better yet, thriving in this stressful world. That's where the Shopkeepers Academy comes in. The Shopkeepers Academy is an online platform that was built specifically for independent retail business owners. It's a one-stop shop to sign up for education and community. Whether you want to grab an affordable ebook like a nine-page shipping guide, or get access to a comprehensive list of lessons by subscribing to the Shopkeepers Learning Lab, or if you want to join Master Shopkeepers, and that's a paid mastermind group of brick-and-mortar store owners, you'll know that every option in the Academy was designed for you, the independent retail business owner. I want to help all brick-and-mortar retailers work less and profit more. Is this what you want too? Visit shopkeepersacademy.com for more information. The next piece of pie is usually a retailer's rent. You might own your building. I just want to say this. If you own your building or maybe you have a deal where you don't pay rent, maybe a piece of your pie doesn't go to rent, but that's not the norm. Most brick and mortar store owners pay rent and rent is usually their biggest expense. Ideally, rent should be 6 to 10% of your pie, but I've seen instances, I've talked to clients that their rent is way more and that piece of pie is bigger. But in the example that I provided, I said 15% went to my landlord. It went to rent. So in again, in the no, don't do this example, 55% so far has gone to my vendors and 15% is now going to my landlord. That's 70% of my revenue that's gone. I only have 30% of my yummy pie left. Now my stomach is grumbling. But I can't forget, I have operating expenses too. There's office supplies, website hosting, point of sale fees, maintenance, e-commerce, software fees, shopping bags, utilities, payroll, internet, marketing, travel, education. You know if you own a brick and mortar business or even if you're an online store owner, the expenses add up quickly. And I hate to say, but in my no, don't do this example, my operating expenses totaled 30% of my revenue. If you're a current store owner, you know these expenses add up quickly. And now I'm hangry. And if you don't know what hangry is, that's a combination of hungry and angry. Because what if you look at my no, don't do this example, 55% of my revenue has gone to vendors 15% has gone to my landlord, and 30% went to pay the rest of my operating expenses. That is 100% of my revenue. It's all gone. Everyone else is getting a piece of the pie but me. 
If you're a retailer who has learned about the profit and loss statement and you know how to use it and you know how to improve your numbers and you profit and you pay yourself, fantastic. Kudos to you really for either teaching yourself how to do that or hiring the right people like a bookkeeper, an accountant, or a business coach to teach you those things. But if you're in the no, don't do this scenario, if that describes you and you often wonder, why can't I profit? It's most likely because your profit margins suck. I know that's harsh, but it's true. Or you're paying too much in rent and or you're not being diligent about your expenses. If you're the hangry, and I say that in quotations, if you're the hangry retailer in this example that I just gave, there are many things you can do to improve your situation, and I'll name a few to start. Number one, negotiate better rent or move to a a more affordable location. I've seen retailers do this. There is nothing wrong with that. Yes, there's an expense to moving, but in the long run, it really might be worth it. Number two is to improve your profit margins. This might mean you have to stop overbuying, maybe increase your prices, or you need to take a really good look at your inventory management reports to determine which products or categories need to get cut. Are there categories of inventory that just don't turn over quickly? They sit in your store for a long time. Get rid of them. Maybe put the money the money that you save from that into the categories that do really well. But you don't know this until you look at your reports and you really take a look at your inventory turnover. And the last thing is maybe you just need to raise your prices. I know a lot of retailers are afraid to do this. They think their customers won't shop with them again, but you might be surprised that you're, if you do this gradually, your customers may not even notice. And the last suggestion is to do a deep dive into your operating expenses. And I mean a deep dive where you cut, negotiate, eliminate, replace, or do what you need to do to stop spending so much. In my yes, do this pie example, which I call the retail profit pie, this is the breakdown for the retail in that example. So it's quite different from the other example I gave. And I have to think back on this now, but it was 55% COGS, 15% rent, 30% operating expenses. There was nothing left over. But in the yes, do this example, COGS were 47%, rent was 8%, operating expenses are 27%, owner's pay is 10%. This one is huge. Yes, I will say it again. Owner's pay is 10%. And profit is 8%. Again, this is just an example. If you're more profitable than this, if your business is doing better than this, fantastic. But I just want to give the retailer who's struggling or maybe the retailer who just doesn't know how to look at their numbers an idea of what to strive for. So to wrap this up, we all have revenue coming in. You know we track our sales. We might do it monthly, weekly. I know some retailers who do it every day. Most of us anxiously wait to see at the end of the month if we beat last year's number. You know, we keep track. I mean, I have a I have a sheet that I give in the learning lab where a retailer can track every month what they make this year versus what they made last year in the same month. Um, we tend to track revenue. But what's equally or maybe even important is the money that goes out. I know this isn't sexy, but it's vital, especially in retail. I want everyone listening because if you're listening, I'm guessing you're a retailer. 
I want everyone listening to have a piece of the pie. I really do. If you struggle with this, we have multiple masterclasses and master shopkeepers that cover not only how to read your P&L, it will teach you how to read your P&L, but how and where to cut expenses. And we have so many other classes. And Master Shopkeepers, it's a mastermind group for brick and mortar store owners. It is not open right now, but I do have a wait list. So if you want to find out more about the group, you can go to shopkeepersacademy.com and sign up for the wait list there. I just mention it because I know I can only cover so much in these podcast episodes, and we really, really dive deep into these subjects in Master Shopkeepers. If you want to see the show notes to this episode and my fancy drawings, please don't judge me. <laughs> you'll find you'll find it all in the show notes. And when I say show notes, I'm actually referring to a blog post on my website. But the show notes are at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 44. Again, I'll say it um, SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 44. If you feel this episode could help a friend, especially a retail friend or someone you know, please share it or leave a review. I know these episodes can help many other shopkeepers. Sharing and leaving reviews on the Apple Podcast app is one of the best ways that I can reach other small business owners because it's like social media. The more engagement I get on the podcast app, the more it will get shown to other retailers looking for similar podcasts. I am really looking forward to the next few episodes. I just want to say that I feel like I'm stepping away a little bit from a lot of the COVID talk and just getting more into lessons or information, some of the foundational information that retailers either need to learn or need to get back to. So these next, I would say, three to four episodes have me excited. Um, I do have an episode coming up on Instagram Reels. I have one coming up on where uh, retailers are buying wholesale now. So just some really helpful information coming up, and I'm looking forward to it. So until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.